1: Welcome to the uh, Savage Nation. There are two schools of thought that are emerging about the virus. Two schools. Two schools. On one side, it is being said, it's all hype. It's just social control by the politicians. And then there's the other side. It's very serious. It could kill millions. I'm asking you, where do you, the average person, stand? Where do you stand... Is this virus all hyped up by the Democrats and the media, as some are saying, simply to get Donald Trump and turn it into a communist state here or a socialist state or whatever you want to hear them saying? Is it just social control by pinheaded doctors who have no control over people most of their lives and by modelers now are being attacked by people in the radio business? Modelers all of a sudden another the new target. Used to be liberals. Now it's modelers. All of a sudden it's modelers. I don't know what they're talking about. People that make model airplanes. Why are modelers are But I want to get back to me. I want to get back to Michael because it's affecting me very deeply. I had a rest of night last night. I couldn't sleep about this coronavirus issue for a number of reasons. And I'll get to all the reasons uh, as the day goes on. In my mind, all night long, I was laying in bed saying, where is that journal article that I've saved for about 40 years now? It was an article that I read in graduate school on illness and social control in a Philippine village. You say, well, what the hell are you talking about now? It went Now, why would I save a single monograph like this? I have a lot of books I've read and monographs in my life. It was about sorcery, illness, and social control in a Philippine municipality. Why did I hold on to this obscure monograph, and why was it plaguing me all night? And also, why was basic epidemiology plaguing me all night and where was I gonna find those booklets well I went to my library which I have in another house and lo and behold I found the monograph from the Southwestern Journal of Anthropology summer of 1960 and the epidemiology epidemiology and public health pretest self-assessment and review for my graduate school days things that you're hearing about now that people don't even exi- knew existed before People in radio, television, are saying things about death rates, mortality rates, all good. But do they know about morbidity rates? Do they know about the difference between uh, incidents and occurrence? Well, it doesn't matter whether they do or they don't, because they're all experts today. But I will tell you, I found the articles on social control and epidemiology to bring my background to the foreground. And you're going to ask me, oh, Savage, where do you stand? Is it all hype, just social control by the politicians? Or is it a very, very dangerous disease that mitigates all other concerns? All of our democracy should go out the window. All of our freedom should go out the window. Where do you stand, the American listener? Well, we're going to talk about that. I'm not going to give you what you should be saying or or such. Experts are now doubting the coronavirus death uh, estimates. That's become a big issue. They're backtracking from the 200,000 dead. Where did they come from to begin with? Meanwhile, in the middle of it, Pelosi never misses a beat. She created a committee to steer funds to herself and her cronies of the next $2 trillion boondoggle that will bankrupt America for the next hundred years. She's so true to form. Instead of joining with President Trump and saying, let's all roll up our sleeves together, let's work together. Let's stop attacking each other. She sees how she can grab out some money. It's sickening, frankly. It's still government fighting each other, fighting itself. But I'm going to ask you, the listeners, now many of you are probably regular listeners. You agree with a lot of what I say. Some of you must be skeptics. Some of you must be liberals. I know for a fact, from all the years I've been here in San Francisco, that a good percentage of my audience are not Republicans or conservatives. But I have a, a large audience in San Francisco all these years. Why? Because... Well, I guess because I present my positions, I validate them with facts, and I support them. And you may not agree with me, but at least you have someone to bounce your ideas off, I guess. So where do you stand? Do I need to know whether you're a liberal or conservative? I could care less. Which school of thought do you represent? Is it just social control by the politicians? I heard a story about a man who was kayaking off the coast in Sonoma County yesterday or the day before, And he was arrested by the police for not uh, isolating. I never heard of anything like this. The police don't have that power. What kind of small-minded cop would arrest somebody on a bicycle right now? Are you being arrested for things like that? I see people out on San Francisco Bay in small sailboats. They're sailing. Should we get the sailing police out there? Should the Coast Guard now arrest sailors for not social distancing? How crazy is this going to get? And when will this end is the real question in my mind. Because I will tell you as I sit here, this is not going to go on for a very long time. A society of this size will eventually rebel. There's only so much social control that can be exerted over a population until the population rebels. Are you telling me MS-13 and the other violent drug gangs are practicing social distancing as they flood our cities with drugs? I have pictures from Oakland, California that were sent to me that are not being published by the scandalous press here in San Francisco. Of the people in those communities over there, congregating, sitting in cars, smoking, drinking beer, whatever they're doing, and the police do nothing. They're afraid of them, but they're not afraid of white people driving around in SUVs in the suburbs. Have you been pulled over yet? I feel like I'm on a in a spy mission. I joke now. You know, am I going to make it through the East Berlin checkpoint when I just go to get a loaf of bread? It's getting crazier by the day. I go to the supermarket. It looks like people are dressed for a moonwalk. I became one of them today. I finally broke down and put on an an N95 mask. I was embarrassed just to buy a lettuce and a piece of fish. I felt like I looked absurd, but you know, there were a lot of people looking as absurd as I, if not more absurd. How long can this go on until a middle ground is agreed upon in this society? Because right now we're swinging wildly. You lock down a society of 360 million people, and we're not the only ones locked in our houses. We're living in a virtual police state Without so much as an argument in Congress about how far the powers of the police should go or could go or will go. There's not been one voice of opposition raised by a single First Amendment attorney. I haven't heard one that I know of saying, wait a minute now, the police don't have that power. Where did they gain that power? These are questions that I would have thought would have been asked by now, at least discussed. Here is my opinion. If you want to know my opinion, my opinion is really quite balanced Eventually, we're going to reach a middle ground on this. We're going to reach what I've been calling for for two months, selective quarantine. Once cooler heads prevail in the White House and in the CDC and they push the grandstander Fauci into a laboratory where he belongs, I don't think he's seen a laboratory uh, as long as I haven't seen a laboratory. He's a PR man. He's a showman. He's the P.T. Barnum of the covid virus. Everywhere you turn, there he is. uh, Fauci, the savior. It's enough with Fauci already. Do you know that Fauci, who now is the biggest proponent of shutting everything down forever, he told Newsmax in January, coronavirus is, quote, not a major threat to the people of the United States. Did you know that? He was on record telling Newsmax in January that the coronavirus was not a major threat. He said, he told us to Newsmax's Greg Kelly on January twenty one. This is not a major threat to the people of the United States, and this is not something that the citizens of the United States should be worried about right now, said Fauci. Now, all of a sudden, you can't get a scintilla of information from the government about this virus unless it goes through Fauci's um, department, whatever that department may be. Well, I want to tell you that he said that on January 21st. What did Michael Savage, George truly say on January 21st? While well, he was saying, don't worry, I was saying, quote, in a tweet, stop, quarantine, stop all travelers from China from entering the U.S. Common sense means to protect Americans. CDC is useless, run by political hacks, not public health servants. I put that out on January 21st, January 23rd, tweet, quarantine, stop travelers from China now. China is using quarantine in their own infected cities. Why is the CDC so worthless? Who is in charge in the U.S.? President Trump, I said, wake up. I went on and on. I don't know whether they heard me or not. Don't know. Have no idea who hears me. We don't know who listens to us on talk radio. We don't know who listens, who hears, whether they actually hear or listen. But we have an obligation to the public in the media. Whether you know it or not, this is a public service. It sounds like it's just a bunch of con men having a good time. Entertaining themselves and entertaining others some making fortunes while doing. So I've done well in my life. I'm I'm not complaining But this is a different time We're at war with an invisible enemy and we're not going to win this war by attacking each other We're not going to win this war by lying to the people and I have a social obligation to my audience and to myself to tell the truth The whole truth and nothing but the truth and that's what I've been trying to do with you since January Yes, I will say I was the first in the media to call out for quarantine. That time, all travelers from China. But it's changed since then. Everything has changed since then. The world has changed since then. We're all locked in our little houses, our apartments, all of us. I tried to get a test for this virus yesterday. You'll say, well, why the hell would you want to get a test? Are you showing symptoms? You have a fever, you got a runny nose, uh, cough? No. You want to hear why? Remember I told you on the air about six weeks ago, I had a sudden bout of diarrhea, which I thought was food poisoning. I was on the floor of the bathroom all night. I don't know what happened. Remember, I thought it was a local restaurant. I was sick for two straight days. So what the hell has that got to do with it? I thought that this was a, uh, a disease that shows up in the lungs or something. No, not necessarily. I found an article that was published Just last week, some COVID-19 patients present with GI symptoms only. Now, this was published in a major journal. It was appearing in the American Journal of Gastroenterology. It was not an article in the Daily News. So, in other words, a patient could present with only GI symptoms that came out of nowhere. And they said they could be carrying COVID-19 and they should be tested for it even without any fever or respiratory symptoms. So I went to my cardiologist and I said, doctor, look, I got to get this test because I could be a carrier without even knowing it. I was sick all night. How do I know I didn't get it in the supermarket or a restaurant? Because at that time I was still going to restaurants. At that time I was, you know, very, very, not not that concerned about getting it in a supermarket. So listen to what happened. You got to hear how hard it is to get this test. You want to hear it? So the doctor recommends me to this place, some hospital in Nevada, who's doing a test. And I go on to a thing called, um, I don't know, it wasn't Skype. It was a new one now, Zoom, that everyone's using, which is, by the way, owned by a Chinese company. And Nancy Pelosi's daughter is allegedly the marketing director. That's a topic for someone else to grab. Uh, I don't trust Zoom. Someone's calling it malware, incidentally. They're probably right. I, I, by the way, I got rid of the app right after the interview with the doctor. I took it off my phone. I get on the phone with the doctor. And she starts asking me questions about symptoms, standard textbook questions, to see if she can qualify me or will qualify me. I knew right away I was going to have trouble with it. You want to hear why? Because I was on Zoom with her, which has a camera, and I was leaning on my left hand. You know what she said to me without one word? She said, take your hand off your face. I said, what? She said, I don't want you spreading the disease. I said, do you know who you're talking to here? I'm in the house alone. I don't care. She said, you shouldn't be touching your face. I said, guess what? I'm holding my head up with my left hand, and I'll continue to hold it up with my left hand as I'm talking to you. So I knew it wasn't going to go well. So we talk, and we this, and we that, and I try to read her the article. She doesn't hear me. I try to cite the article to her from the American Journal of Gastroenterology. She doesn't want to hear it. She's just ticking off boxes. Do you have a fever? I said to you, I don't have a fever. Do you have a cough? I said, I don't have a cough. And she asked one question after the other. She said, I'm sorry, I can't qualify you for a test. I said, Why? She said, I'm just following CDC protocols. I said, you know what it is, is you're not hearing a word I'm saying. Did you write down the journal article? I may not be the last person to present with gastroenterology, gastro symptoms, okay? She didn't want to hear me. So she said, I'm hanging up on you. I said, the only reason you're hanging up on me, doctor, is because you can't answer my question. And the screen went, and that was the end of that. Now, here I am, a fairly prominent member of the community with a high recommendation from a great, greatly respected doctor. And this woman could not or would not authorize a test for me. How is this country going to get on top of this epidemic without massive testing? I think everyone in this country should be tested and then we should have selective quarantine. But we can't get there unless there's massive testing. So why is there no massive testing? Ah, because we don't have the tests. We don't. Well, then we better get one real fast. So, my friends, we have a long way to go before we can have a screening of everyone in this country. But until we have that, we can't decide who should be quarantined, can we? We can't decide what the incidence of the disease is, can we? We can't decide what the mortality rate is unless we know what the incidence is, can we? No. So without testing, the rest of the numbers don't really matter. And we need this testing right away. And I hope President Trump gets this message. We have to escalate the Abbott tests because those are tests that are easily done that do not require that very painful and very invasive. It seems to me like a six inch swab put into your nasal uh, cavities, which looks like it's very dangerous to me. This is the savage nation. Again, the main question is, and there's no no place for you to call. I'm sorry to tell you. Which side do you stand on? Is it all hype? Or is it very dangerous? I'll
0: be right back. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19.
1: Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Are we talking about illness and social control here on The Savage Nation, and which do you believe? Is this disease being used for social control, or is it as serious as I have tried to warn you since January? And I believe somewhere in the middle is the answer. And I referred to a paper that I've kept for many years, Sorcery Illness and Social Control in a Philippine Municipality, reprinted from a 1960 publication in the Southwestern Journal of Anthropology. I've kept this paper forever. And you ask yourself, why would you keep a paper like that of all the things you read? I don't know. Guess what? I think I kept it for this time, these times we are in. Because the point of the article was that in a village in the Philippines, Illness and sorcerers were used together to control the village population by scaring them, incidentally. So my point is is that both sorcery, doctoring, and illness can control a village or can control a nation. And many in talk radio admit they're not doctors, they don't even have a PhD in radiology or radiology. They have a PhD in nothing, and yet they're experts on the disease, so how do they get away with it? They are the sorcerers of this illness and the sorcerers of talk radio are using this illness to sell you on the fact that it's the liberals out to get donald trump
0: michael savage a host like no other
1: obviously you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things that the cdc and the department of homeland security are doing But this is not a major threat for the people in the United States. And this is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. That's uh, the great uh, Dr. Fauci on January 21st when I was demanding quarantine of travelers from China. I was ahead of Fauci and I've not been a fan of Fauci ever since the AIDS epidemic. I watched his behavior. And that's a long time ago. You're talking about the 1980s. That's almost 40 years ago. I watched the man. He's a PR guy. Uh, And my job here is not to denigrate him, but I don't think he's doing a great job. And I think he's playing politics with the job, as anyone with enormous power would do. And remember the adage, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. That was Lord Acton, if I remember correctly. Power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. In essence, Dr. Fauci has become the COVID czar, the coronavirus czar. And he's abusing his power. And I don't think he knows as much as he pretends to know. He's like everybody else. We're all feeling our way through this thing. However, if I am not for myself, who will be? And I will be for myself. I warned about the virus danger before Fauci did. While he was saying there's nothing to worry about, I was tweeting quarantine and stop all travelers from China for entering the U.S. And incidentally, I may not have been the only one doing it because President Trump, shortly thereafter, quarantined all travelers from China. Incidentally. So, what do I know now that you and the American people, you and the president, should know? Maybe nothing. Maybe I'm suffering the same way you are from doubt and confusion. I have never lived through anything like this. But I do know this this cannot go on for very much longer. A society cannot be forced to come to a halt forever. And I believe that even if the death rate or mortality rate starts to go up and we see more and more bodies and body bags, eventually there'll be a rebellion in various quarters, as there already is in some quarters in this nation that, is not being, that are not being reported. The government is going to have to take a middle ground at some point. The government is going to have to find the eternal middle ground that solves all problems. Extremism is not the answer here. And by the way, you know, I love this statement by Barry Gold, Goldwater. Remember that statement I used to play all the time, Robert? Extremism in a defense of liberty is no vice. Moderation in a defense or whatever is no virtue. I don't know that, the whole statement. This place we are right now is an example of extremism. This is an extremist reaction by panicked government officials. I would remind you. That extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice.
0: Right on. I love Georgia.
1: And let me remind you also that moderation in the pursuit of justice is no virtue. Well, we need moderation right now. We have extremism. We have an extremist reaction by all governments who have suddenly found new powers. To control whole populations the same way sorcerers did in that Philippine village that I mentioned From a paper from 1960 that I studied on the road to my first master's degree And I believe we need moderation So far there's been no moderation coming out of Fauci or out of the other uh, Of folks at the CDC and the NIH who have newfound powers Remember who these people were three months ago unknown bureaucrats Sitting in bureaucracies in Washington and the universities. nobody Have you ever heard of an epidemiologist before this? You've heard me mention that my PhD includes uh, a major in epidemiology, but you don't even know what it was. People don't know what it was. They say, well, what's an epidemiology mean? I said, it's someone who studies epidemics. Eh, big deal. Now, all of a sudden, they're the gods of science. Well, okay, they're just statisticians, which is important, but statistics, while they don't lie, are not necessarily the best way to make health policy. And so even Trump's advisors are doubting the White House uh, coronavirus death estimate of 240,000. They're saying, well, wait a minute, it's just a model, it's just this, just that. And if you look at the map of disease in the United States of America, where are the largest clusters? As you would expect, in all previous epidemics, the largest clusters are in densely populated urban centers. Did you know that? In other words, there's no variance here, whether it was smallpox or diphtheria, Epidemics tend to follow certain patterns. So New York, major. Los Angeles, major. Chicago, major. Seattle, major. Why? Dense populations, lots of immigrants in crowded housing, not blaming them. They're just living in crowded surroundings. Uh, but if you look at other parts of America, you see very low incidence of the disease. Very low. North Dakota, very low. Should they be locked up as well? Guy wants to go fishing in North, North Dakota, he should be put in jail. This has to stop. We can't do a one-size-fits-all solution to this problem. How are you going to keep the millions of people in Manhattan in their apartments for another three months? It's impossible to believe this is going to go on. People are going to start to violate the stay-at-home rule, and they're going to start saying the hell with them. I'm not taking it anymore. It's like when I put on my N95 mask to go to the market today. I started to choke in it. At first, it was a joke to walk in with that. Then I couldn't breathe. I just couldn't breathe. I was ready to rip it off in the, in the market. I said, I'm okay, stay there and you can do it. You're not a child. You know, I, I, I wore the mask. But there was a point at which I would have ripped the mask off to get a breath of air. And I believe America is going to rip the constraints off very shortly unless the government takes a middle, a middle road here and says, we've studied this. And as of pick the date you want, May 1st. We're lifting the generalized, the generalized restrictions. We're advising governors to stop uh, holding whole states back. And we want Governor Newsom to start studying the clusters in his state more carefully. And he wants we want Governor Newsom to release the people from the country areas of Northern California from this. We want Governor Cuomo to release the upstate New Yorkers from the restrictions we put on because it's not as bad up there as it is down in New York City. That would be the rational Zen approach to this, sorry to use a hippie term, but it's a Zen approach, the middle ground. Now, there are other stories that are a little troubling. We'll play sound in a minute. The sailors, the sailors, the Navy commander, why was he fired? Here's the commander of a aircraft carrier. It's probably one of the most complex jobs in the history of the military. A 5,000 man crew on a nuclear aircraft carrier is thrown out of the Navy Because he blew the whistle on the disease on the ship and begged the government to let them off the ship so it didn't spread any further. And for that, somebody fired Navy commander, Captain Crozier. Why? Who would do this? And when the captain who was loved by his uh, sailors went off the ship, (coughs) the sailors all cheered the Navy commander. Who fired him and why? Could anyone answer that question? Is there anyone in the Navy who could tell me why this Navy commander was fired? Do you know how difficult it is to rise in the ranks to be the commander of an aircraft carrier? First, you got to be a naval aviator, which is probably one of the hardest jobs in the world. Try flying an F-21 off a carrier and then landing it at night on a night mission, even in training. That's to start with. And there's not a Navy commander of an aircraft carrier who was not first uh, a Navy pilot. Where are you going to get another man to replace him just because he tried to protect the sailors? I don't know who made that decision. I hope it wasn't some uh, epidemiologist in the U.S. Navy. Why you should flush with the lid down. Experts warn of fecal oral transmission of COVID-19. That's disgusting. But okay. You think this is the first warning we've had of flushing with the lid down? I've known about it for 40 years. All of us who've studied diseases have known that you flush with the lid down. That's long before this came along. Because you aerosolize what's in the toilet bowl. I'm sorry, it's disgusting. I know that. Who has been telling you to not only wash your hands, but take your shoes off at the door? Me. Why? Common sense. Why have we not heard the CDC say, in addition to washing your hands, boys and girls, we'd like you to take your shoes off and leave them outside your door when you get home. Because shoes can carry bad stuff into the house. And if you have pets or you have children that are running around, they'll pick it up. Why do I have to be the one saying it to you? Why? Why shouldn't I be the one saying it to you? Must I wear an official position to tell you what is commonsensical? Again, this is very important for you to, I know you're dying to answer the question whether it's social control or real, okay? And I'm going to take your calls. I'm very excited by the show today because this show is the pivot point of my entire career. I can tell you for a number of reasons, which I'm not going to mention right now it's not not just to do with the media, but I can see which way the wind is blowing in the media. When I saw those articles come out this week attacking Dr. Hannity and Dr. Limbaugh for their recklessness, I realized that this can't go on forever. And I realized that the media bosses are going to do something about this recklessness. And when this is over, there's going to be a hell to pay here in this country. The credibility of certain people is going to be shot forever. And I hope the credibility of others will be validated forever. And I am telling you as I sit here. Um, oh, God, I don't want to go into this right now, but I almost died on December 5th. I don't want to go into it. I was in the hospital. I told you that I don't want to go. And I didn't know whether I would make it and blah, blah, blah. And I told you about an a African-American nurse who came over to me. I was scared to death and she didn't know who I was. And I said to her, I'm, I'm afraid of dying. And she said, what do you do? I said, I'm just in the radio business. I talk on the radio. She said, what do you talk about? I said, I don't know. I talk about politics. I talk about health. And I looked at her very carefully. You know, when you start to talk to somebody, then, then you look in their eyes and then they look in yours and things change. And suddenly I saw a different persona. She was a heavy set African woman, African-American woman. And suddenly I saw a different entity take over in my mind. And I said, where are your people from in Africa? I said, where in Africa are your people from? Because I'm very into tribal villages and folk healing and witch doctory and seers. I've been with them. I said, where in Africa are your people from? And I I guessed wrong. And she said, no, we're from northern Africa. And I said, you're from Egypt, aren't you? And she said, yes. I said, what do you see? She said, it's not your time. Just not your time. She said, God has kept you here for a reason. I would like to believe that God has kept me here for this reason. And I want to say something else. I know it's, it's a stupid kind of self-indulgent thing to say, but these are emotional times for all of us, aren't they? I believe that although I got sick on December 5th and I didn't know why, how it came out of nowhere, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, you know how lucky that was? What if that same incident that happened to me on December 5th happened to me on March 5th, three months later? I wouldn't go to a hospital, and if I did, I'd probably get the disease, probably die from it. I would be to- I would not want to go to a hospital now, do you know that? Would you want to go to a hospital for any reason right now? No. So I have to say, well, gee, that timing was pretty good if it was going to happen, right? So there's a saying, life has to be lived forwards but could only be understood backwards. I learned that from Aldous Huxley, who I think was quoting someone else. Life has to be lived forwards, forward, but it can only be understood backwards. I'll be right back.
0: The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. I don't understand why that's not happening. As you said, you know, the tension between federally mandated versus states'
1: rights to do what they want is something I don't want to get into. But if you look at what's going on in this country, I just don't understand why we're not doing that. We really should be. So Fauci, I I call him the sorcerer's apprentice. Dr. Fauci is now known on this show as the Sorcerer's Apprentice. He is the sorcerer in that Philippine village I was telling you about who is now so drunk on his power. He went from saying the virus isn't that threatening on January 21st, I hope President Trump gets this message, to saying today on his CNN network uh, that we should have a national stay-at-home order. Can you believe this? He says, I just don't understand why we're not doing that. We really should be. Here is a man now wants to quarantine the entire United States in their little in their houses and apartments, who I want to remind you during the AIDS epidemic did not call for quarantine of the most at risk community. He did not and he would not. And so I don't trust this man at all. He's a power mad, a sorcerer's apprentice. Let's leave it at that. I don't have to get any more malicious than I've already uh, stated in that manner. Michigan Chase, quickly, what's your point? Is it social control? or as serious as they say? It, it, it's both, but I'd say it's more social control now because we can control the personal seriousness for each of us and our families. And when this, I, when I noticed this in, uh, in, in January, uh, you on the radio and others and other newswires, first thing I do is I Google vitamin deficiency in the country name, and then I Google mineral deficiency country name, and then I compare that to stats in the U.S., and I go, okay, well, this is what's going on. So I'm not going to tell you what I started taking. People can learn it for themselves. No, no, no. I've been covering all of the vitamins. I've been mainly, look, I've been covering, you know what I've been advising, I, don't you? So then I made sure that me and my family members, and my mother-in-law came back from a wedding in California over, over the Christmas holiday. In January, she had that cough for a month. I was the one that got her into the nursing or nine one one into the uh, emergency. All right, so in bottom line here is you think this is more social control than it is rational? Yeah, because, it, because you... All right, no, I just wanted the main point. Again, folks, foods high in zinc activators, quercetin and epigallocatechin. I can't, you know, we keep hearing about chloroquine, chloroquine, chloroquine. Do you know what chloroquine does? Chloroquine opens up the cell membrane. It opens up the gateway to the cells. Well, so does quercetin and epigallocatechin, and I've told you about it. And then what do you need? Zinc. You can't buy zinc anymore online. It's sold out. But without the zinc activators, quercetin and epigallocatechin, the zinc's not going to get across that cell membrane very well. It's on michaelsavage.com. I don't make any money if you look it up.
0: And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and national radio hall of fame inductee, Michael Savage. Amen! Up to around 90 percent of the American people at uh, uh, shelter-in-place or other stay-at-home initiatives, it should be 100 percent. I thought this was
1: America. You must go along with the rest of society and not associate in a way that we have exponential increase in these cases. I thought I
0: thought this was America.
1: We are still not doing what we need to do. The president still won't issue a nationwide stay-at-home order. I
0: thought I thought this was America. What you gonna do when we
1: come for you? savage nation Hour two question is this about social control using disease as social control or is it as real as some of us know it to be what's interesting about pelosi and the others who were jumping on the bandwagon now this is the same pelosi who walked through chinatown in january uh and told us to go get dim sum it was perfectly healthy now she's an expert on the other side Now that she sees the government has this extraordinary power, and she's saying 100% of us should be locked up in our houses and apartments. Now, okay, let's put that aside for the moment. I just saw that San Francisco's homeless population are being given hotel rooms so they can crap on the floor and throw the sheets out the window. But listen to what I'm going to read to you. Here is the dumb mayor, London Breed, who no one ever heard of. Here's the dumb mayor, London Breed, saying this at a press conference about the homeless We don't have the ability to force anyone to stay anywhere, said Mayor London Breed at the press conference. But they have the ability to force us to stay in our houses and close our businesses, but they don't have the ability to force bums to stay in a hotel so they don't infect anyone else. Why are they exempt from this uh, lockdown? Why are the homeless people exempt from this common sense rule? Why? Why? Because government has never been the smartest uh, element on this planet. People in government, by the way, were never the A students. You should know that. I knew that in my years uh, past. There used to be a, a joke about people in government and people in academia. They were the people who couldn't do anything else. I'm sorry if you're offended by that, but unfortunately, it's uh, it's true. Uh, you're not as smart as an entrepreneur. You took those jobs because they're safe. doesn't mean you're stupid. But you're not exactly the smartest people on earth. And when it comes to mayors of cities like this, for her to say we don't have the ability to force anyone to stay anywhere, even though they're offering these beautiful hotel rooms to the bums, all of a sudden she can't force them in there, but she could force you to go back to your apartment if you're taking a walk around Union Square. This is crazy. And so I have to go back to my primary question today. Again, citing the paper I dug up from my archives from 1960. Sorcery, Illness, and Social Control in a Philippine Municipality. I've kept this paper forever. Why? Why did I hold on to this one monograph from an obscure Journal of Anthropology? Because I was intrigued by the title, how sorcerers and doctors used illness to control a population in a Philippine city. And now I see sorcerers, like talk show hosts, they would be the sorcerers. And I see doctors, like Fauci, using illness... For social control, it's interesting to me how things really relate uh, in a sort of universal way from a village to a nation. Fearing COVID-19 resurgence, China asked people to stay vigilant. So we thought it was whipped in China. It isn't. It's not whipped in China. It came back with a vengeance, as I told you it would. Did I not tell you there'd be a second wave that would be worse than the first? Yes, I did. How did I know that? Because again, I'm not going to hide the fact that I've studied epidemics ever since university. Epidemiology is part of my doctoral degree at the University of California at Berkeley, one of the great universities at the time. And when I say one of the great universities, I have to say it for a reason, because I'm not going to hide my credentials just to make you think I'm just an average Eddie. I'm an average Eddie with my sentiments, but not an average Eddie with my education and studies. Eddie needs me to guide him. Eddie needs me to guide him, and I'm telling you that epidemiology has suddenly become center stage all of a sudden, whereas three months ago, no one ever heard of the field. It's a fascinating field, and you use the statistics data, but mostly common sense to study epidemics, and why do I say common sense? Because it's gone out the window with Fauci. None of them have used common sense thus far. They're all using models and data and statistics and I think that they're over. Not only do I think I know they're overreacting and they're not acting properly for the nation at all. And I think Trump needs to replace Fauci as soon sooner rather than later, as well as the other uh, invisible bureaucrats. They were invisible a month ago. They should be sent back to their departments. Get somebody who could think on their feet. Common sense would dictate that we need selective quarantine, not a broad scale quarantine of everyone on the planet. Selective quarantine. Selective quarantine. So I'm going to ask you guys to chime in on this. Is it used for social control? Now again, I have to take a bow for a minute because if I don't, you won't you won't. You won't give it to me and my uh, friends in the media who hate me, especially the group that is run by the star of uh, Fox News. His uh, agent runs most of the talk radio hosts. They hate my guts. They've tried to block me for all the years I've been on the radio business for commercial reasons. And they haven't been able to do so yet. They may succeed eventually, but they haven't succeeded to date. On January 21st, 2020, Michael Savage tweeted the following. Quarantine. Stop all travelers from China for entering the U.S. Shortly thereafter, President Trump did that. Was it because he heard of my tweet? Was it given to him? I don't know. Maybe because in a subsequent conversation I had with him about the appointment to the Presidio Trust, he actually said to me uh, something about the uh, epidemic. He asked me a question about he said, I heard, you know, a lot about this This is what he said. I won't be specific. And I gave him my advice on something, which I will leave as a private conversation. January 23rd tweet quarantine stop travelers from China now. Uh, China is using quarantine on its own infected cities. Why is CDC so worthless, I said. I then did some podcasts. February 24th, the real threat of coronavirus. February 26th, coronavirus is a real threat. March 2nd, common sense solutions to prevent spreading coronavirus. March 6th, savage podcast. Are you suffering from coronaphobia? That's a good one. March 9th, I went berserk on this show cruise ship sick should have been put in hospital ship on march 9th i went on the air and said do not debark them in oakland remember that it made no sense why were they letting them off in oakland taking the travis air force base and surrounding area hospitals quarantine i said it's going to spread breakout through the nurses i was right what did i say i said use a hospital ship this was before you even heard we had hospital ships And I disclosed to you on this show on March 9th that we should have used a hospital ship even then. Where was our only hospital ships? Where were they? One was in Venezuela, by the way, helping a third world nation. Well, I guess someone in the White House heard me talk about hospital ships. Suddenly they discovered they had two floating hospitals. I guess they didn't even know they had them until they heard it on the show. Then, March 13th, Savage Show, National Emergency, The Panic of Complacency. That was an interesting one. The Panic of Complacency. Did you like that one? That was a double ender. National Emergency, The Panic of Complacency. And I am telling you right now that those in the media who have told you to be complacent and that it's nothing to worry about, in fact, do have blood on their hands. They should be ashamed of themselves. And many of them have doubled down. Instead of saying, I'm sorry, I apologize. I really didn't know what the hell I was talking about, but I got away with murder for 30 years. I made a fortune. I figured I'd keep doing it because no one's there to control me or stop me. Uh, they didn't. They doubled down. Now they're experts on chloroquine. The very same idiots who told you not to worry about the epidemic. The idiots are now telling you that the answer to it all is hydrochloroquine. They're idiots. They're fools. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. I understand that you think that there's Dr. Munsey up there in New York, the rabbi job knows all the answers i called him i called him a charlatan from the beginning P- people email me they text him he said what about the doctor in the religious community a jewish who said that he cured 100 percent of the patients i said he's lying i said there's no such thing as 100 percent cure he doesn't know what he's talking about how many of them really had the disease does he know he admits he's a small town doctor he said he's just a country doctor in an orthodox jewish community he's not a scientist he didn't do a controlled study He doesn't know if all the people he treated with chloroquine even had the disease, but he said they all got better. So in other words, he didn't know what the hell he was talking about, as usual. Now, be a little cautious on the chloroquine, please. It's toxic for the liver. Dosage is critical. Number three, if you have an underlying heart condition, it could kill you. It can cause an arrhythmia that will kill you. It also causes, maybe I should go through this again. The dangers of uh, quinolines. Is that that something you'd be interested in? Raise your hand if you want to hear about the dangers of quinolines. You want to hear more about it? How many times have I done it now? Five, ten times? All of a sudden, Dr. Hannity, I think Dr. Giuliani also was promoting, wasn't he, Jim? Wasn't Dr. Giuliani out there in between a bender? Wasn't Dr. Giuliani promoting hydrochloroquine in between a bender? Uh, and in between his visits to uh, Fox News and, and, and the local bar and his in his uh, kitchen, wasn't Dr. Giuliani touting the use of uh, hydrochloroquine? I believe he became an expert in hydrochloroquine. It was the miracle cure. Eureka, I have found the cure. Again, I have to warn you, there are some dangers. And where, where's the best information on it? Best information on it is a gentleman who set up a whole foundation on chloroquine. And so, he was so worried about it that he warned you to not be jumping at this as the answer because it can kill people, cause limber damage, blah, blah, blah. And I kept this for months on my website. It's gone now, but I think you could find it. Here it is. Got it. I'm getting to it. Sorry. I'm moving down, moving down, moving down on my site. And I'm getting, oh, here's me cooking a nice dinner with a glass of wine. Uh, I'm getting to the piece I'm getting to. Pardon me, I'm a little tired right now. Here it is. I'm talking about shutting down entire states as madness. And now we're going back on my Twitter feed all the way to the warnings about Quercetin that I posted. And I'll give you the dates. Here it is. I got it. Look up uh, Michael Savage's Twitter feed. It's at Michael Savage, I believe. March 19th. Quinine! exclamation point. Dosage is very important. Can be neurotoxic. Do not overconsume. The mad rush may spell disaster for some. And I linked to the major paper on it, which is the Quinism Foundation. Never knew of such a thing. Did you know there was a whole foundation given to warning people not to use quin- quinolines? I know an awful lot about quinolines. It's a natural product category. I studied them. I did isolation of, hydroquin- of quinolines. And this man has spent his whole life warning about the use of chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, mefloquine, quinine, and related quinoline drugs risk sudden and lasting neuropsychiatric effects. It's the Quinism Foundation. It's on my website, on my Twitter feed, on March 19th. So again, if you've got nothing else to use and you're sick, I would say that you're going to grasp at it. I probably would as well. But would I think it's without side effects? No. There are many, many dangerous side effects. So we go back to the main political question today. Two schools of thought have emerged. One, it's all hype, just social control. Those would be, that's a, a theory being pushed by the sorcerers and talk radio primarily. People who have zero background in epidemiology and medicine. People who know nothing about medicine are now experts on on medicine. Ah, uh, Then there's the other school. It's very serious and could kill millions around the world. I'm in the middle. I'm sorry, that's where I stand, the middle. I'm very excited today. You'll have to forgive me. I'm extremely excited by today because it's the fulcrum of my career. And uh, this is the fulcrum of my career. Let's put it to you that way. I will say to you right now that my career will be defined by how I've treated you, my audience, during this epidemic. Is that fair enough to say? You, my loyal audience, are the reason I'm on the radio to begin with. Without you, I'd be talking to two Dixie Cups and a string. I'd be in a room by myself in a lunatic asylum. So I have an audience that's loyal. Whatever the size is doesn't matter. It could be one number or another. It really doesn't matter. You're a loyal audience and I deserve you deserve to me, for me to give you the best information I have. So I'm trying to do that. And somewhere in the middle is the truth. Is it all hype? No. It's not just social control. Could it kill millions worldwide? Hundreds of thousands. Uh, the morgues are full in New York City. Did you see that story on the Drudge Report? Or it didn't make it to San Francisco? It certainly didn't make it to the Rush Limbaugh report, who keeps repeating it over and over again, that it's, it's all a social gun, all lies, all nonsense, all stupid doctors. I never heard anything like this. Here's the Drudge report. NYPD infection rate skyrockets past city's average. Morgues almost full. Crematories running 24-7. Matt's not, Matt Drudge is not inventing this. What did I warn you about the homeless? For weeks I've been screaming round them up spreading among L.A. homeless. Why would I know that it would spread worst amongst the homeless once it entered there? Why? Worst hygiene, bad health, drug use, crowded conditions, etc. It's, it's, it's a petri dish for an epidemic. But you've seen nothing yet. Wait until this virus, wait until this virus mutates with some of the pathogens that exist in the homeless communities. Then you're going to really see something. And then you look back and say, why didn't I listen to Savage when he said selective quarantine? Why? Because I'm only a talk show host. I'll be back in a minute.
0: The Savage Nation. It's Savage on Demand.
1: Now you've got the conspiracy theorist who is saying it's the 5G towers that are promoting the coronavirus epidemic. Now you got the story that the $240,000 uh, <coughs> 240, person Death estimates from the White House are wrong. Now you got the story that the uh, ship, the hospital ship that was sent to New York was supposed to hold a 1,000 patients. It has only 20 patients on it. Now you got the story about this. Now you got the story about that. Will America ever be the same? Can it ever come back from this? The answer is never. It's impossible. Will we all stay at home because a few bureaucrats are telling us to stay home? Mayor London Breed, the idiot mayor of San Francisco, a machine candidate with no brains whatsoever, is telling us that she can't force the homeless to stay in hotel rooms, but she can force taxpayers to stay in their apartments? Where are the civil liberty lawyers that were once so prominently loud in this country? Where have they all gone? Are they all hiding under their covers?
0: Michael Savage, a host like no other. It is the savage
1: nation, uh, disease and social control from the village to the nation. How doctors have always tried to exercise control over us. There are now two schools of thought uh, on the virus that are emerging. One is that it's all hype and uh, about social control. That will be the Dr. Hannity and Dr. Limbaugh school of thought that it's all made up to hurt Donald Trump. And then there are the realists out there who are saying, wait a minute, there's got to be something to this. Uh, you, you look at the data they may not be seeping over to the average listener, but the morgues are full in New York, according to the Drudge Report. Crematories are running 24-7. Seems to be pretty serious in some places. Uh, 80% of residents in a Texas nursing home are infected. New, New York death toll surpasses nine eleven with 562 dead in one day. So it can't all be hype. Can't all be made up just to hurt Donald Trump. Even Donald Trump's taking it seriously, but apparently his sycophants... Haven't even listened to the president. They're still repeating the big lie that it's the Democrats trying to destroy Trump. This nonsense has to stop. The stupidity of the tribalism has to stop. And the people have to come together and come to a joint decision about what should be done next. Here's my opinion, and I'm going to take your calls, I promise. Yes, there's an awful lot of social control from government bureaucrats who had no power whatsoever before this, people you never heard of. Dr. Fauci, who is the sorcerer's apprentice here, uh, first said it's not serious, we played the tape, and then said, now lock everyone up, throw the key away. He's irrational, and he's a power mad uh, guy who I think is out of control. He's not a balanced centrist. We need a centrist running this thing. Uh, I'm not looking for a job, by the way. I, I'm not looking for any, anything at all. I'm glad with what I have. It's more, more than enough right now what I have. My cup runneth over. I'm not looking for a job. I'm not looking for a pat on the neck. What do you think should be done? What do you think should be done? The idiot mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, says, stay at home, l- throw the key away, stay alone at home, but we can't force the homeless to even go to beautiful hotel rooms if they don't want to. We have no no authority to do that. So civil liberties still apply to the the most disgusting element of our society. I'm sorry, I, I have no you know, I have no compassion for this anymore. I'm compassioned out. I live in San Francisco, I've seen them crapping in the street in front of a restaurant window. I've seen them chasing people with golf clubs and bats in the street and the police can't touch them. I've seen lunatics who belong in Napa State Mental Hospital out in the streets. I'm not going to sit here and play a violin for this anymore. Now we're hearing that the city's giving them hotel rooms, but the London mayor says, London Breed says, you can't force them in there. That we have no power to force them anywhere. But she can force you to stay in your apartment? How is that even possible? Does anyone know how crazy this is getting? So what is your answer to all of this? Tell me what your answer is. Okay, Minnesota, Chuck, you're first up in this segment. What's your answer to this dilemma? Uh, your papers, please. Something simply, simply not to your Okay, I got it. Meaning the, the checkpoint, your papers, please, right. Anyway, I'm thinking the um, place people get back to work and, like you said, um, have some quarantine people who need to be.
0: I was thinking the workplaces, maybe they could uh, require everybody to wear masks and. Uh,
1: right, sorry. selective quarantine. But first, we need something first, and that's national testing. I really do think that we need national testing of all people in the country as quickly as possible. I think then we could go for selective quarantine, don't you? I do. I certainly do. You know, I have in my hands something that I've requested um, from my radio syndication company, which is a letter that says, I, as a member of the media, I'm allowed to travel. Jim and Robert got one today. It's uh, from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. I feel like I'm living in Eastern Germany. Here it is. To whom it may concern, the bearer of this letter is providing emergency communication, sustainment and restoration support to critical communication. Well, I'm not doing infrastructure, but I am in the media. And we in the media are allowed to go to our radio stations. We're allowed to go to our, I guess, wherever we're going, you know, news bureaus, and we're allowed to bear this letter when the um, police state emerges and they stop us at checkpoints. Close bridges and tunnels? You think that's coming? New Jersey governor tells families to distance from each other even inside house. I guess that's what I've been hearing. Governor Murphy, Mur- Murphy suggests social distancing at home. I never saw anything like this. He's gone crazy altogether. He says, please, God, stay at home, even when you're at home. Keep your distance between yourself and other family members. So this little um, power mad lunatic now wants you not to hug your child. Maybe you can get a letter from Governor Murphy in New Jersey if you want permission to to hug your kid when he's crying in the middle of the night out of fear. Maybe Governor Murphy can issue a letter that you have my permission to hug your child if you're both wearing uh, space suits. Governor Murphy, the lunatic, says keep distance even at home. These people don't know what the hell they're doing. You realize they don't know what they're doing? They're not for the common good. They're power-mad lunatics. They're reading stuff put out. I don't understand these. Keep your distance between yourself and other family members. Are you allowed to hug your dog? Can I pick up Teddy tonight, or am I going to get arrested for that? There's like a surveillance camera. Some X-ray camera will come in from a 5G tower uh, run by somebody in a militia, and they'll report. I don't know. This is nuts. The car, you're getting crazy about the second. I think I'm going to go to play with my dogs tonight. What do you think? Nevada, Carrie, tell us what you think of Nevada.
0: I think that it's real, but it's definitely being misused. As a free people, we should be trusted to assess our own risk level. To your point about hospitals, I am hearing stories
1: of Where you're, Ma'am, you're breaking up, so I'm going to say goodbye, because cell phones sometimes break up, so not, no conspiracy there. California, Matt, welcome to the Savage Nation. Your opinion counts. What's on your mind?
0: Hi, Michael. I'd like to see some controls on what can be done as far as what these governors do. I was talking to my relatives in Pennsylvania, and the governors closed down the state stores. And they have the uh, many... Wait,
1: wait. Oh, they closed down the liquor stores in PA. Okay. Yes. and uh, they Well, why would they do that? Why would they close a liquor store? I have no idea. Don't people need to have a little drink at home in order to calm down? What, do they want them to all use prescription drugs?
0: have no idea. The excuse is that they didn't want people congregating together.
1: Congregating in a liquor store? (laughs) I agree. When I go to the supermarket to buy a piece of fish or a lettuce or a bread, actually the people are very polite. When I'm checking out, you have to stand like six feet behind the person in the aisle, right, checking out. So people are lining up very politely in aisles. They're not crowding except one moron tried to crowd me in the aisle. But most people are... Showing social distancing. Why can't they do the same in a liquor store?
0: Well, I don't understand. I agree with you. I do that here.
1: Now, what about gun shops? I mean, it's a very sensitive issue for me. I told you that two weeks ago. I went to buy ammunition because I have to requalify for a license I have, and the man put me through a hoop. I didn't have the right license or something. Bring your birth certificate. By the time I went back the next day, they closed all the big five sporting goods stores. I could not buy ammunition for the gun range.
0: Yeah, I. Why,
1: why are they closing? Why are they closing ammunition and gun stores? why no idea i would I, i don't want to get panicky but what if there is social unrest a month from now what if there is a breakdown in our what if there's a breakdown in our supply chain and food starts to go short in this country am i not allowed through the second amendment to defend my house against marauders who want to steal my food i mean i'm giving you a worst case scenario but you think i'm the only one thinking this way am i the only one thinking this way i kind of doubt it nope i agree so why are the gun stores closed, Governor Newsom? Well, Newsom actually changed his directive. And he said he would leave that issue to local, I think, sheriffs in each jurisdiction as to whether gun stores could be open. But it makes you really think about what would happen if food supplies run low. What would happen in this country? You think people are going to wait for the government to give them bread in a line? I don't know. I don't know, but I know this. I know it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better, to use a pat phrase. I know that. We all know that. But we need selective quarantine and we need it fast. We can't go on like this. There'll be nothing left to live for if this goes on. Yet the virus is very deadly. 32-year-old woman dies day after coronavirus diagnosis. People are dying from it and they're dying fast. They're dying fast. It's not this mild little flu-like illness that some radio talk show hosts have been talking about for too long. No, I'm afraid it's uh, much more serious than we think. It is probably the most transmissible virus I've seen in my lifetime. I don't know of one that's faster spreading than this. Do you? I walk around, I ask, how did this virus from China get here so fast? And how is it spreading so fast? And how is everyone so potentially a carrier? Could this be a natural virus? That we haven't developed an immunity to? And if so, where did it come from? Well, everyone says, oh, it's from the live market. Again, I'm going to go to the conspiracy side. I'm not so sure. I believe there is, a, there is enough evidence and enough intelligent people out there who are asking about the biowarfare laboratory in Wuhan. Did it escape? Was it released on purpose? I don't have the answer to that. And does it really matter? At this point, it seems like a Frankenstein virus. This, doesn't, this is not spreading like a normal flu. Take the H1N1 flu, right? I never got the flu in the last 10 years. I never took a flu shot. I've always avoided flu shots. I don't trust them. They're based on the last year's virus, not the current one. It's too dangerous. I've known too many people to take flu shots and get very violently sick. So I've used reasonable precautions, even during flu season. And now I'm asking, if H1N1 didn't spread that rapidly, Why is this spreading so rapidly? Why is it the most transmissible virus I've ever seen in our lifetime? I'd like to know. We got to reopen this country selectively. And I don't care if the president says to the governor of North Dakota, you know, you have a very low incidence in your state. We're giving you a directive. Please open up your stores right now. Quarantine those who are sick. Quarantine those who are at risk open that state up and start doing it state by state, county by county as he wants. He was going to do that a few, about two weeks ago. And then Dr. Death came in. That would be Dr. Fauci. Dr. Death came in, the sorcerer's apprentice, and said, now everyone should be locked up in their little houses. And now he's on CNN, his new friends. We should have a national stay-at-home order. Fauci has far too much power. I don't know why the president is letting him talk like verbal diarrhea now. He wants domestic travel. Does he want checkpoints? Listen to Fauci now in clip five. Listen to this man. He's getting out of control with his power. Listen. We look at that literally every day. It really depends on what city you're talking about and from where you are coming. So this is something that you're absolutely correct is on the table and it's discussed. But no decisions have been made about banning travel within the domestic United States. Zeke Heil. Good job, Doc. The sorcerer's apprentice, maybe you put up roadblocks now and close the bridges and you'll have to ask Dr. Fauci if you let a uh, pet a a, a hamster in your house. They're out of control. They're drunk on their power, I believe. And again, there's a middle road. There's a middle ground. This is not 100 percent one way or the other. It can't be done. This can't go on. A nation cannot survive its fools. And as far as I'm concerned, Dr. Fauci is drunk on his foolishness. He's been given far too much power. or You know what I think is that the, the the president and vice president have given him the power and he's running with it. Now, there's a there's an interesting side note to that in my thinking. Again, just thinking out loud. Are they setting up Fauci to be the fall guy, to take the blame when the people finally say enough is enough? Is he the one who's going to take the, is he the lightning rod? He certainly is enjoying the the, 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 the notoriety and the fame. But he's making some rather reckless statements himself, Uh, banning domestic travel. Would that mean roadblocks between nations? Would it be roadblocks on all of our bridges in our counties now? They're going to close the Golden Gate Bridge. I am going to see armed CHP officers there on the bridge saying, give me your papers. Prove that you're going to an important place. I don't want to live in that country. I didn't ever want to live in a Soviet state. Did you? all because of invisible enemy look at this we all thought that it would come from an islamo fascist setting off a nuke in a major city or we thought it would come from the militias marching down from the mountains to harm innocent people look what it took something you can't even see smell or taste it's very interesting from a science fiction point of view but the question today is one that has deep ramifications for our daily lives. Is it a disease and social control by the government and by nameless, faceless bureaucrats who are suddenly drunk on their power? Or is it as real as they say? And should everybody be locked down? My answer again, I have to give it to you, is the middle road, the middle ground. As quickly as possible, President Trump. Please mandate selective quarantine before it's too late and there is nothing to come back to. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. I end this show by asking a question. Can America ever be the same? Forget the end of the Gilded Age. That is over. The Age of Excess. The Age of the Idiot Celebrities showing us their abs and their breasts uh, on beaches here and there and on big yachts cavorting like lunatics and losers over nobody cares anymore this country is going to be a different country no matter what happens whenever we get back to ourselves it's not going to be the country that you knew. the gilded age gone gone with the wind that's over with excess showing off celebrity morons forget about it but will the middle class ever come back from this the guys i know who own restaurants who know nothing else who built a, a life building a restaurant they cook and they like to provide a service for people. Nice people. They provide a meal. Will they ever be able to open their restaurant again? How? Will the people who worked for them for 10 and 20 years ever have a job again? How? Or will they have gone on to something else? Or I don't know. But I do know this. There are um, extremists now on both sides of the question I raised today. Is it disease and social control? Or is it really as serious or even more serious than we think? We see that still we have the crazy people like Pelosi who instead of joining Donald Trump and trying to bring her intelligence to bear and come up with a common solution for the American people is simply trying to cash in on this crisis. She creates a committee to oversee Donald Trump and wants another $2 trillion so she can rip off some money for her friends and cronies. And I think this has to come to an end. The age of this party identification we're at war what happened during world war ii didn't the country come together there was a great great outcry against the war before world war ii those isolationists who didn't want war but once war was declared they joined president roosevelt i appeal to all those on the left to join president trump and I appeal to those on the right to stop disseminating lies this is michael savage thanks for listening